welcome to another session of Pip Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Cavell. Today, we are going to be going through an economic rundown on what's happening uh, within the UK, the United States of America, and just giving you guys an all-round brief understanding or detailed understanding of the fiscal stimulus, the stimulus package altogether, and of course, the implications of that. Um, with that being said, I'd like to say first and foremost, I hope everyone is doing well. Um, to all of my brothers and sisters who have been going through this, this tough time of Ramadan, this testing time, I should say, I hope that Allah has made it easy on you guys. And we really do look forward to the celebrations of Eid tomorrow, um, combined, of course, with what looks and what hopes to be uh, more sunshine coming out into, into the UK. So with that being said, no further ado, let's really dive into this. Okay, get your aprons ready, put your... Um, Put your knife and forks to the side. We're really going to dig in with our hands. Now, the USA, okay, the White House advisor Kevin Hassett has said on Friday, just gone, that June could mark a turning point in massive joblessness caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Now, he expects Donald Trump uh, and lawmakers will still work toward a fourth round of fiscal stimulus, well, sorry, a fourth round of stimulus to get the nearly frozen economy moving again. Now, Hassett has also explained and expects the unemployment rate to hit 20% in May and June to be worse than the May result. Now, it goes without saying, the, the government are never really going to come out, okay, not even never really, they're never going to come out and tell you the worst case possible, okay, or even what's really likely. They're going to tell you the best case possible or the most conservative projection and then wait till we get to that time frame that they told you that it was expected to change. And of course, once they get there, the goalpost will move. So what's happening is we're seeing that, you know, from what most people was, was told, or from what most people, should I say, assumed, which was going to be a two-week period of lockdown that's turned into multiple months and will continue to be. So, you know, we're even seeing across the, the, um, uh, the corporate sector, you know, You've got large airline companies such as British Airways, Virgin Airways, you know, uh, Virgin Atlantic, is it, or Airways? Either way, okay? Um, I think it's Atlantic now. They're, you know, they're, they're laying people off due to the fact that this coronavirus has, has and will have a bigger effect than, you know, what the government have actually told us. Now, it's reported that a $1 trillion budget can be released on the next round of stimulus, depending on Trump signing off on it. Now, a lot of people have asked me, Cavell, how does stimulus work? So I've said for the next podcast, I'm going to delve into how the stimulus works and, of course, um, you know, what implications it has on economies. Now, let's start with an uh, economic stimulus. Effective economic stimulus and recovery measures work by increasing the demand for goods and services at a time where there is economic slack. Now, insufficient demand to keep businesses operating at full capacity and to generate full employment is the reason why the economic stimulus usually comes into place. For instance, um, we all know within the UK that schools are looking to get back to, uh, to, to business, back to work, back to school from the 1st of June. However, it's been advised that, um, you know, we must refrain from using public transport. However, buses are going to be available. Now, what hasn't been mentioned publicly, but if you actually, you know, read things and look into what's happening, is that everyone's going to have to pay for the buses on transport. So usually kids get onto buses for free, right? Kids are going to have to be paying now for their bus fare. But of course, as we are well aware, 
if a parent does not drive, okay, the only way they're going to be able to take their kids to school is by taking the bus. And of course, if they don't have a bus pass, which of course, well, I shouldn't say of course, let's not assume, but the reality of the situation is the parent and the child are now going to be having to pay bus fees. Okay. Uh, on the other side of that, congestion charge has been extended now to a 24 hour period, meaning at any time, if you go into central London, mate, they're going to charge you. Okay. They're going to charge. So it just means now more than ever, uh, the services that we, that we once took for granted or, or that we once had at a reasonable price is going to increase. These are the methods they're going to use in order to regain some money back from the money they've lost out on. That's the economic stimulus, okay? Now, a stimulus package is a number of incentives and tax rebates offered by a government to boost spending um, in a bid to pull a country out of a recession, okay? Or to prevent an economy slowing down. So a stimulus package can either be in the form of a monetary stimulus or a fiscal stimulus. A fiscal stimulus refers to increasing government consumption or transfers or lowering taxes. Now, we, we all haven't seen any of our taxes uh, decrease. Um, in fact, we've seen them increase. So effectively, this means increasing the rate of growth of public debt, except that particularly um, Keynesians often assume that the stimulus will cause sufficient economic growth to fill that gap partially or completely. Okay, now, most of you, are aware of the fiscal stimulus package. Uh, you know, we spoke about this. I covered this personally a few a few podcast sessions ago. So if you haven't heard it, I do go into a lot more de detail in, in, in that episode. But really now, just to talk to you about the packages and, you know, the monetary policy, for example, what's happening and what we're going to see happen, okay, is governments are going to turn their interest rates, okay? These central banks, they're going to produce a negative interest rate. Okay, and that negative interest rate is going to mean you are going to have to pay to keep your money within your account. Okay, most likely your savings account. Okay, because your ISA, your interest savings account, your individual savings account, okay, that's an ISA, that's where you're gaining your interest. Um, for most business owners out there who have business accounts, you'll know already that we already somewhat do have an, uh, a negative interest on our, on our current account. Okay, if we don't top up our business accounts X amount, we have to pay a surcharge fee. So, so what's happening is from the business realm, this has already been implemented and we're now going to see this into the retail sector. Um, and moving forward, but also staying within the realm of stimulus, what's important for us to understand is, you know, and to say this in the, in the, in the most um, professional way possible, the government are always going to screw you over. Okay, whether they are, whether they are publicly helping you, you know, to, to gain credit on the other side, they're, they're privately looking to destroy your credit. Okay. Meaning they'll give you a loan for a thousand pounds, but the interest is most likely going to kill you. Okay. There's always going to be something that's going to give them the upper hand to make money off of you because that's what it's about. Okay. They're not, they're not willingly giving away money to help people. It's giving you money so that they can make more off of you in return. So with the interest rate going into a negative, this is just putting into perspective how much and how, how money orientated the government central banks actually are. Okay, because let's be honest, to a bank, um, you know, what's five pounds? What's 5,000 pounds? What's 50 million pounds to a bank that prints money? It's just a digit. 
So hypothetically speaking, there shouldn't be any reason as to why, uh, you know, banks cannot, cannot grant everyone a thousand pounds a month, cannot grant everyone, um, cannot, you know, cancel people's debts that they currently have at the moment. These, these are all just numbers that the banks need to use to continue going. But nonetheless, these are numbers that the banks can live without. Okay. Um, for the past four months, we've been in a lockdown state or sorry, not four months since March. Um, so not too long, but coming up to four months, we January, February, March, April, May, June. Okay. June will mark four months. Okay. Now for four months, businesses have been put on hold. Okay. Businesses, economies have been slowing down. If you look at something like um, central London, West End. Okay. Let's say they generate over 50 million pounds a day, right? That's a lot of money they're missing out on. And for those reasons, rather than them just wiping the slate clean and moving forward, because of all these companies have their bills to pay, they have, everyone has bills to pay. And the effects on, on how much they have to pay is resulting in what we're having to now pay within our services. So we can expect to see transportation fees increasing. Um, we can expect to even see retail prices increasing in regards to, you know, things as small as buying, buying a pint of milk in your local store, right? So moving on to the UK now and really looking at what's happened quite recently, we're seeing that a lot of people are out on the streets still. If you're listening to this podcast, stay home, stay safe, okay? Um, it's not worth risking your life over a bit of sunshine because we all know in UK it might be sunny today and tomorrow it could potentially be raining. And, you know, that's what we're experiencing now. We've had a, you know, a few couple of days of sunshine. That should not result in you potentially, you know, risking your life. So I really would urge you guys to stay home, see this out, um, you know, find new hobbies, you know, start meditating, look into yourself and, and, and try to really unlock different areas of different areas within you that can really, um, you know, give you the most fulfillment out of what's going on at the moment. Because it, it marks the stand that, you know, life as we know it has changed and probably won't be the same. So we definitely should look at, you know, changing ourselves um, and moving uh, moving into a transition that can allow us to use our time more efficiently. Now, when we look at the pound, okay, there's speculation that the UK could be the next major nation with negative interest rates is hurting the pound and driving a record rally into the country's haven bonds. Okay, bonds just recently were sold at a negative rate, which again has a massive implication on the currency market, but sterling tumbled against a stronger dollar and guilt yields touched fresh all-time lows after the Bank of England Deputy Governor uh, Dave Ramsden became the latest policymaker to signal that interest rates beneath 0% could be a possibility. It's coming. Traders in money, um, traders in money markets are betting the UK could see sub-zero interest rates by the end of the year. This is serious, guys and girls. This means that the bogeyman is real. The bogeyman is coming for your money. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a question. If you left your house today and you dropped 100 pounds on the floor and you saw it, what would you do? You'd pick it up, right? So the question is now, if you've seen, which we all have witnessed, for the past five years, your interest rates on your savings has gone from 4% down to 0%, effectively someone taking money out of your back pocket, which you've seen, and you've done nothing about it. Why is that? The underlying factor is that most of you will not know what to do with your money, where to put your money. 
Okay, most don't even have the financial literacy to understand the implications of what's happening to their money. And for those reasons are unfortunately a major, major problem in what's going on within the UK and of course within you know, the generations of today. The lack of financial literacy is going to lead people into financial deprivation and, and that unfortunately is going to you know, take up a lot of your time in regards to now giving your time back into the, uh, to the economy, to the government to get paid, right? People are working night shifts, people are taking up multiple jobs just to get paid when they're failing to understand the implications of what they could be doing with their money to actually source a better outcome. Now, Ramsden's comments are broadly in line with other monetary policy committees. Uh, members this week have signaled that the Bank of England is given serious consideration to putting in place negative rates. Now, a foreign exchange strategist at MUFG said, I don't think it would be surprising to see the pound fall back towards the March lows if negative rates were in place. So to all my traders out there, a potential, um, you know, nice short coming to the downside. I mean, if you guys are already within the lit community, you've definitely seen what we've seen and you've jumped on our calls and you've seen that we are looking and we're in favor for the pound to come lower as we are in favor for the dollar to gain some strength. And with a fiscal stimulus around the corner in the US, we can see why the, why the dollar should rise and of course, why the pound will also come down against that. So the pound slid at 0.4% to 1.21, taking its losses this quarter to 1.9%. That's significant, guys and girls. Pay attention. Making it the worst performing among groups of, well, sorry, making it the worst performing group of the 10 major pairs at the moment. Now, it fell to a 35-year low at 1.14 in March, okay, just as this coronavirus pandemic started. And, you know, as London, the world's largest foreign exchange trading hub headed for a lockdown, we, we've really seen the pound, um, you know, decline, of course, pulling back now, but don't be confused with a correction and a pullback. This pullback can be for a greater decline. Um, and of course, how we're going to be able to, to predict that, to foresee that, okay, to, to be on the same bandwagon is by looking and paying attention to podcasts like these. Okay, understanding what's happening within our economy so that we can get an understanding, not just on the implications of our economy, but on the ones around us. If we know that, the, that France, um, the euro, should I say, excuse me, that the euro is going into a recession, then we shouldn't be naive to, to not believe or not think that UK could potentially be next as well. Okay, if, if government bonds are declining all around the world, we shouldn't be naive to be thinking that the UK bonds can't decline as well. That's all I'm saying. Now, data out on Friday showed a record UK budget deficit of £62 billion in April, um, and the retail sales data collapsed by a month amongst a, almost a fifth in the same month. Now, the Bank of England forecasts expects an economic contraction of 14% this year, and I'll say that again, 14% contraction, that is a big number. The pound is also being weighed down by a lack of progress on the Brexit trade talks, which could see a so-called cliff-edge exit from a transitional period with the European Union at the end of the year. Now, it goes without saying, because the coronavirus is taking the seat around the world, we haven't really heard or seen any 
any talks progressing with Brexit. Um, and if we don't hear any talks with the European Union, it looks like they're playing a very hard ball. They're not really looking to negotiate as such. This can, this can throw us off the cliff. Okay, this can throw us off the cliff into the abyss, right? Into the abyss with no life raft, okay, no, um, no lifeboat, okay? No rubber bands, nothing, just sinking. Now, the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey hinted at his own change of heart on negative rates when given testimony to the parliamentary lawmakers earlier this week. Um, that took two-year guilt yields, which are almost sensitive, which are most sensitive, okay, to interest rate expectations to a record low beneath 0%. The yields fell further Friday in the wake of Ramsden's comments to a new record at minus 0.7%, guys and girls, down by as many as three basis points. Now, while the UK is boosting debt supply to fund its crisis response, the Bank of England is soaking up much of that through its asset purchase program, leading investors to keep buying gilts. But eventually, okay, eventually, someone's going to call BS, right? And people are going to stop buying. I mentioned this with the bonds, okay? Um, you know, they had the coronavirus bond, um, uh, the UK, Europe, everyone's buying bonds in hopes of, of being able to resell them back to investors. But the likelihood is investors are too scared to buy right now. Okay. The only thing investors are looking to do really is, is save and spend on what's necessary. So we, we can see a major reform happening throughout the year if this virus if this virus goes through another wave, which you know the, the medias are saying that we can have another wave, then we can expect to see not only negative rates, but really a transition into a digital era, which is where cryptocurrency can potentially have a big part to play. So you know, financial literacy is ever so more important. Um, now more than ever, it's been, it's been really um, valuable to have an understanding on what's happening. And if you haven't already, guys, be sure to subscribe to, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lit Capital. This is going to provide you with monthly, weekly updates. Weekly, every Sunday, we provide you guys with our setups for the week ahead on the currency market, um, combined, of course, with tips, tricks, and everything Forex related. Aside from that, if you're listening to this podcast, if you found this to be to be worthy of um of a not a review, you know, I should say a review. That's exactly what we need, guys. Okay, we'd appreciate you to give us a review. Let us know what you think. And the next five reviews we get, we're sure we're going to be sure to give you guys a shout out on the next podcast. So I want to say on behalf of Lit Capital, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time, of course, to not only look into 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 what we're saying, but to look into time, look into investing time into yourself. Okay, I'm a bit tongue twisted at the moment, but Eid's coming tomorrow, so I'll be back to full full um full fitness, full energy, okay? But listen, guys, girls, it's been emotional, okay? And more importantly, it's been fun, okay? Stay lit, stay safe, stay home, and stay blessed. And remember, every day is money day. Peace.